0: You know
1: We'd love to hear your questions, experiences, and challenges. Together, we'll create a thriving community of like-minded individuals, supporting each other to thrive and shine. Sorry, I had to Hi, wait till the there. garbage man went through before I could unmute. You've got perfect timing as always.
3: That's fine.
1: Did you have a good Thanksgiving?
3: We did. Um, We went to my parents and my grandmother came up. So small compared to, I'm sure, you know, people with gigantic families that all get together. But we had a really good time. How about you? Yeah, well, I was
1: just small. I was just me and the kids, you know, my mom. But you know, I set our bar low because they decided they're gonna help cook this year, and so no one ended up in the emergency room. We had no fires, and the food was edible.
3: But that's, I love it. That is a great bar.
1: And my son figured out how to eat a cherry pie crust without touching the cherries, and how to. To wiggle the cherries out piece by piece through the lattice. It's really kind of funny watching them.
3: Oh my gosh, that's funny.
1: My mom's looking at them, and I'm like, "Hey, I want to see where this goes."
3: Right? Like that's you, some, some good focus.
1: He wouldn't got the tweezers out to do it. <laughs> he did. Yeah, I just started laughing. I go, hey, he's working on spine fine motor skills." Yeah, absolutely.
3: That's what I hear.
1: <laughs> so you um, know, one of those parents that looks on the positive side of things.
3: Yeah, it's, there's always a space for learning. Um, it might not look traditional, but, you know, he's working on something. Um so we talked today about talking about a little bit more about like holiday eating. Um, I had so much fun last week with our episode. And then also talking about um, mindful meal planning. And um, I've got the new mindful meal planning journal that is, it's actually half off this week. So through December 1st um, for pre-order. And it will be in print. Um, January 1st is actually the uh, the goal. It might be a little bit sooner, but I'm I'm keeping it to January 1st just in case. Um. So yeah, it um, it's very exciting for me. Now, quick
1: question for you: Are you working on putting this into like an app or? or um, digital format?
3: So I would love to learn how to put it into an app, Um, but that's just not something I know much about. Maybe you know about it. Um, But it's really, I could see it translating into an app really easily because, so yes, it's a journal, right, and um, it incorporates, Mindfulness. It incorporates gratitude work, um, goal setting, and then meal planning, right? Meal planning and food tracking. But the way that it works is on, like, an exchange system. So you need, like, a certain number of exchanges from each of the food groups every day. And that way you're getting the- enough food and the right variety of food, but it takes a lot of the stuff off because you're not counting calories. You're not counting macros. You're just like, you can, one of the big things I have in there too is like how to estimate portion sizes because this way you can look at your plate and be like, all right, that's about this much. That's about this much. I'm missing a vegetable because I haven't had any vegetables yet today. Let me throw carrots or whatever on the plate. Um, and really Uh, being able to essentially learn to eat intuitively, right? Like eventually it's simple enough that it becomes your habit and kind of like second nature and you can look at a meal and say, oh, it's missing this section, right? Um, Without having to think about like the grams of fiber or grams of carbs or anything like that. Um, And it's, this is, Honestly, this is the system I've been using for the last decade or so um, with clients, and it's just gotten a little... Like, I've tweaked it a little bit, um, but it's more or less the exact same same thing I was using like eight to ten years ago, and it's always gotten great results. Um, So I finally, like, I took it, put it all together, and... um, made it into a year-long journal. Her workbook. I think kind of like a workbook. Yeah. Yeah. I I was looking at it this morning
1: and the one thing I like about it is, you know, it helps planning out things, especially over the holidays because you have to tie in baking and everything else into meal planning and trying you know, like I've run into the, the problem where I'm so wrapped in the baking cookies and getting ready for something that I forget to figure out what I'm making for dinner.
3: Yeah. So um the meal planning sheets, the weekly meal planner that's in there is actually what I use. Um now granted I I'm going to get one for myself because one of my biggest hurdles is, like, I know I do really well if I have that sheet in front of me, but I don't always print it out to write on it, right? So I'm absolutely getting one of these to use for myself because I love that the weekly meal planner of picking a couple things to rotate for breakfast, a couple things for lunch, a couple things to make for dinner. It helps to build the grocery list. And then what I do is I put it on the fridge, and that way it's not like, oh, God, what am I making for dinner? I know I've got, you know, four options pinned to the front of the fridge that are going to take me no more than 30 minutes to cook, and I've got all the ingredients. So it can be 430, and I can just look at the fridge and be like, okay, this is what we're going to do.
1: And then having it on the fridge like that, the kids can see it and know in a plan, what they know what's, what's for dinner.
3: They do, yep. Or, like, if you have a partner, they can pick up some of the load and make something for dinner. Um, that's one of the things with, like, the way that I run my house because my parents are over a lot helping and... I'm running into a time in my life where I've got, like, more evening things that I need to do. And so they can look at the fridge and know what's available for dinner, right, that they that my mom can easily make. Or sometimes I make it ahead of time, but my mom doesn't. My mom enjoys cooking, so, like, she has no problem coming over and just making it. Or she knows, like, my dad will know what's available for a snack because it's all listed out and there's no – guesswork. It kind of, it helps reduce the mental load is what I've found um, for everybody.
1: Especially because then you're not getting the questions of mom, mom, what's for dinner? Yeah. Or yeah. what What do you wanna, want us to make and get that phone call 10 times in the next hour?
3: Right. It it helps with reducing the questions to mom or whoever is doing the meal, like does the meals, right, um, reduces the questions there. Uh, it can get the kids more involved, right, because, like, maybe they're really into making one of the meals, and so they can look at it and actually help do it, right? Um, so there's, there's a lot of opportunity there once there's that kind of, like, it's almost like a brain dump, right? Like I dump out everything that's in my head um, onto paper and it turns into sort of like a to-do list. I'm trying to reframe it as a results list. Um, And so this is sort of like a very food-specific brain dump, right, of of what's going to be happening that week. Um, And one of the things I highlight a little bit, if you're having takeout and you're planning for it, that's meal planning, right? <laughs> like thinking through where you want to eat, what you're going to get. Um, and we're and I mean, most of us are very much creatures of habit and are going to the same couple restaurants. So what I usually suggest is, like, grabbing those menus or looking them up online is even easier now and picking out a couple dishes that you know are going to meet what you need to be eating, and then that way you're not showing up starving and just picking the first thing that sounds good. You can show up starving and go, okay, here, I know these three choices are going to feel good when I eat them, right, versus, like, you know, overeating something that doesn't feel so great when you're done. Well, as I'm looking at this, the one thing
1: I really love is you break down the SMART goal system, which yeah. if you don't know how to do it right, it's a failure to begin with, which is why resolutions fail. No, you're breaking it down to and giving examples of, one, why you're doing it to keep your motivation going and how to make a goal. Yeah. And you emphasize
3: realistic. Yeah, like, You can want to lose 20 pounds, like, love that for you. It's not going to happen in a month, right? Like, how to break it down. So, yeah, you can certainly reach that and be very realistic about it. Um, And then, you know, taking it down a little bit more and saying, that's cool. How are you going to get there, right? And so one of the pages that's not up yet, but – if I get my apps together, the post for today, will have some of it in there, is like the weekly and monthly goal sheets have examples as well. And some of the weekly goals are small actionable steps that are going to get you to that monthly goal, right? So like your weekly goal might be eat breakfast every day or go for a walk three times this week, right? So something where you can say, yes, I did this, no, I didn't, or I did it, you know, 75% of the way, measurable. Um, But it's those those small things that, when you keep building on them, get you to that final goal. Um, And it doesn't, yes, it still works, but it doesn't feel like the same struggle as when you try to do, like, a major overhaul.
1: Oh, and I love how you, you're you not talking about fat. You're not talking about calories. You're talking about nutrients in general and how to eat healthy based on foods and how food
2: is important.
3: Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think that there's a piece, there is, there's a piece at the bottom of like how to use the journal that it's, it's based on 1,800 calories a day just because that's a decent starting spot, right? You might have to go up you might have to go down, but probably not um, and kind of like that's fine, but it's a good it's a good starting spot, but that's the only time I ever mention calories and it's really to give me the framework to say how many exchanges are needed, right so on the back side like on the on my end, what essentially happens is when I'm, when I meet with somebody and how this translated into the journal, it's like, I'm like, I calculate all their needs. And so I know how many calories, how many grams of protein, all that stuff. But then I translate that into how many exchanges. Um, And, and it just, the exchanges just make, make more sense visually when you're looking at actual food. Um, Versus, like, looking at food and thinking in terms of grams. Like, it doesn't compute the same way.
1: The one part I think you should adjust a little bit is make it bold so it stands out. And that's the realistic part. Realistic is the goal. And eat three meals a day is different from cook three meals a day. And how cooking three meals a day for the average person is not realistic. Because I know we talked about this last week, too, and how so many people pressure themselves into being this Betty Crocker, Susie Holbanker, and having to, the misconception is you have to eat organic, non-GMO, rabbit food, (laughs) chicken breasts that are steamed in order to be healthy. Oh, my God.
3: Steamed chicken breasts? That just sounds horrible. (laughs)
1: It is, only because I was part of the military during the Obama regime, and he changed the food, so school lunches during that time period were better than the military food, and, Uh, yeah. It was over that we all eat healthy now in the military, which we always did, but we require people who don't do what we do to understand we eat a higher calorie content to be healthy, as opposed to eating what the doctors
3: say you need to eat to be healthy are two different things. Yeah, and it's I know we've talked about this too of like the the expenditure is different, right? Like how much you guys are moving and doing things is different. Like I have somebody right now where I'm working on a very specific meal plan um for like a physique competition, right? So it's like um mm-hmm. like a bodybuilding physique competition. And you know, he's eating over three thousand calories a day. But the the expenditure is much more than um than your average person.
0: And I'm
1: getting people to understand that. And too, you, you know, if you lose twenty pounds in a week, one that's not healthy. Something's probably wrong. And there's something wrong, but two, you know, people who want to lose that weight quick, when you lose that weight naturally, your skin's tightening up as you're losing the weight. So you look healthy and look good. And when you start rapidly losing that weight, you end up with all that excess skin that you have to have surgically removed.
3: Yeah. So, yeah, I used to see a lot of that when I, is when I was working with the weight loss surgery surgeon, um, all the excess skin. And somehow, even though we talked about it beforehand, you know, nobody thought it was going to happen to them, right? And then all of a sudden, they've got all this loose skin. I'm like, well, yeah, you were just, you lost weight so fast. Some of it will tighten up a little bit, um, but not all of it. There's, Yeah. And so sometimes they get it removed, sometimes they just live with it, but it's, that is one of the challenges with losing weight rapidly, that and, um, like, gallbladder attacks and gallstones.
1: And the heart um, problem. You're, you're stressing your and heart And what? Yeah. Um, heart problems. Yeah.
3: Absolutely. So it's, you know, average weight loss is one to two pounds a week. Um Sometimes it's a little bit faster in the beginning, like maybe three pounds a week or so, but that's usually only for the first couple of weeks. Um, and then you go to the one to two pounds, and that's – it's perfect. That's exactly, you know, that's sustainable. Um, and what I think, too, is a lot of times um, – a lot of times you aren't necessarily looking for, like – I'm talking about people who are, like, looking to lose, like, five, ten pounds. Um, a lot of times that's more about, like, body recomposition. Um, So losing very specifically fat mass um, to give them the shape that they're looking for, right? Um, And so that's an interesting piece that can kind of play into um, eating is, like, changing how you're working out, and when you're eating, and I get into, like, meal timing a little bit. It's a page that I just added this morning on meal timing, Um, but I definitely don't touch into that exercise piece um, or, like, body recomposition in this. This is really a focus on long-term, sustainable, healthy eating
1: and you got to learn the basics before you can start really fine tuning and adjusting to what you're doing. You need to get into that first habit of changing the your lifestyle in being healthier in a whole cuz I really hate the word diet. I don't use that word. I know you're it's afford to be a lasting fix.
3: Yeah, it's um yeah, and it's one of those things where with the tiny habit changes, right? You you know, three months down the road, you look back and you are doing something completely different, but it doesn't feel like you made a big overhaul because you did it in little baby steps. Um, something else I was going to say. And it's completely gone. Sorry. <laughs> oh, no, it came back to me. We're good. Um, with people wanting that, like, quick result foundation I feel like another piece that's really coming to the surface, you know, in the last couple of years is this idea of, like, biohacking, right? And so, which there is definitely validity to some of these biohacking things or, like, what kind of term biohacking, right? Um, Do you explain what that is? What? Yeah, absolutely. So, biohacking type things are... um, let me think, let me grab like a really good way to explain it but it's it's like things that you can do to enhance your body's like either performance for athletes or it your metabolism right so um or just enhance functioning in some capacity through these little tricks, so it might be like um. Um, think like, like the light therapy type things or, um, ice baths, which anybody that follows me on social media has seen that I've done a couple recently. Um, and I, I love it, but, um, some of it can be like supplements or, um, I mean, those are the big ones, like light, hot and cold therapies, supplements. Um, breathing techniques can be used for, like, biohacking. Um, what about what, what um,
1: like, sweat, you know, um, suits or, like, those lacqueras that you you can wear that help you heat up? Would that be considered one of them?
3: Oh, where you, like, end up sweating a lot more? I mean, I mean, I would leave it in there, too. It's not like there's any dyslexia think definition i usually think like even more even even i guess like even bigger right So, like stem cells or um like h h d h yeah <laughs> um things like that uh when it's done it's when it's done for trying to achieve, like, minute changes, more or less, right? Like, when you're talking about athletes, you know, for them, for elite athletes in their performance matters, right? And so a lot of them fall into the category of looking into these biohacking type things because, one, like, light therapy isn't going to, like, if you fail a drug test. Right, so there's some of that aspect of it, and then two, it it can genuinely give you, not light therapy specifically, but like there are biohacking things, right, that can give you like that tenth of a second difference by improving oh, okay. reaction time.
1: Yeah, or so it's kind of biohacking. like um, I'm trying to think of the term, um, anchoring. Where what we do is we work with athletes. You know, you see them like do this movement with their hands or they'll touch their shoulder and they'll hype themselves up. Oh and we they, yeah go into a, a like a, a hypnotherapy type trance and we put this anchor in so when they need to get into that mindset they make them do a movement and it resets their brain to hype them over hype themselves up.
3: Yeah. So like and it, it can genuinely make a difference, but I feel like it's becoming so much more mainstream and people are looking at it for, like, the general public's looking at it for metabolism support, sleep support, weight loss, um, like, immune health and all of this as well. And And like I said, like, yeah, some of it has validity, but then also, like, How much of a difference is it making? And if you don't have a solid foundation to start, like you're not starting from the right spot, right? You've got to start with a very solid foundation of what you're putting into your body, how you're treating your body, and then add this next level. It's like, I feel like there's got to be some sort of good, like, metaphor to it, right? And, of course, all I can think of is, like, cake. Um, It's like, It's like eating the frosting and not the cake. Like, you need to put the cake down first and then spread the frosting on it.
1: Right. It's like, you you know, light therapy started out for depression. When really you could do the same thing by sticking your head out the window.
3: (laughs) It's, uh, well, yeah, except in the northeast where I've got, like, no sun, sun right now. Right. Sometimes during the middle of the day. But, But yeah, yeah. and that's a great example of something where it could certainly fall into that file-packing realm, right, a light box for seasonal depression, and it does have validity. But if you're not – and it does help, but if you're not also – Pairing that with, like, better lifestyle habits, it's not going to have the same
1: effect.
3: And it's not going to
1: have that long-term effect.
3: Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, It's not, like, you can do more with it if you if you put it all together and have that solid like healthy eating piece behind it and are moving your body right because even that even like a tiny bit of exercise is huge for mood improvement um and that's something i feel like people get hung up on it's like you know you don't have to go to the gym for an hour like go for a 10 minute walk you know run up and down the stairs a couple times doesn't have to be big and over the top. Just
1: dance or, you know, dance around as you're doing housework. Absolutely. Oh, but I was sense. going through my postpartum, I went and bought those pajamas for the kids because I have hardwood floors. And it's those pajamas where, and slippers where you can use them to dust the floor.
3: Oh, that's great. And we
1: Play shuffleboard with them, you know, up or across the floor when they're little. They thought it was fun. But it was entertaining. But we were still moving around.
3: Yeah. Like, I was pushing my kids around in a box last night and this morning. And I thought it was great. And we're moving around, but we're having fun at the same
1: time. You know, that's what big reason why, you know, I love the fact that a lot of physical therapists are now um incorporating like the Nintendo Switch
0: cuz oh, you can really? do
1: movements and do workouts um yeah um there's different games like um dancing games or there's um like sports games that you can play where you're actually physically swinging it around you know, like the original we had the different adapters for the controllers so when you're playing golf you're physically holding a golf club or a badminton racket yeah. Or you know, I remember in my kids' world, they're nerds. But they like the Star Wars stuff, so they literally had swords that locked into their controllers to play sword fighting games.
3: That's awesome.
1: That's. I was watching so what is today. Like- my daughter breaking a sweat playing badminton on the Wii.
3: It's, I mean, you are moving. It's, it is actual work. So one of the things you and I talked about uh, before we got on was tying that mindful eating back to holidays, right? Since we're in in that Thanksgiving to New Year's run of, of parties. Um, and you know, some of it is special occasion, right? Like, and one of the things I usually say is, like, that's great if you have a day or a meal that's off track. What I care about is what happens the next day, right, or the next meal. Um, and seeing whether or not you can m- essentially mindfully indulge, right, and be aware of what you're doing. Um, one of like, when I'm working with anyone to change their habits, like especially when it comes to like that mindless eating, being aware that you're doing it while it's happening is a huge step. Um, and so bringing that same mindfulness and awareness to um, like an actual special occasion holiday eating and being like, yeah, you know what? I'm probably not going to get in everything I need. I'm probably going to go over in some categories today. But I know it's happening, right? So it's not a positive or negative. It just is. And then what are you doing the next day? Like they're not all special. Some of them are special. Some of them aren't. So if the next day is not special, you need to get back to trying to hit those exchanges so that you Feel your best, right? So you're not going to feel like sluggish, run down. And then you get, once that happens, you get into that kind of mindset of like, well, I might as well just not try, right? Like, I've already done two days off track. I might as well just keep going. And that's, you get into this like negative cycle. Um, So one of the hard things this time of year is, is to kind of bring it back when it's not actually the special occasion day, Um, which which can get hard with leftovers and stuff. But, I mean, Thanksgiving leftovers are kind of easier to work in um, by doing, like, you know, lean turkey. There's usually vegetables, um, and those can usually be easily incorporated in terms of leftovers, but... It's like, okay, how many slices of pie are you taking home, right? Like having some is okay, um, but you're not going to eat pie every day for the next week. Mm-hmm. Then you're going to get off track. And, and just being, bringing that awareness from judgment, right, um, takes practice.
1: And know, you brought up a good point that mindset has a lot to do with it too. So if you're okay with having those slip-ups and understanding slip-ups are okay, and it's okay to have this, it's easier for you to go back on track the next day and not feel that guilt. Now, it's kind of like um, when you, we have this old mindset of dieting and you have to live without things. When you allow yourself to have that cookie or that piece of a cookie or a piece of a pie – and you have it around, it's easier to turn it down than when you restrict yourself and not have it around you and say you can't have this, so when it's available, you're going to want to eat it.
3: And it's, yeah, and it's, it's looking for, like, if you, if, if you take that mindset of it's always going to be around, right? You can always find more of it. You know, look for the best version of whatever you're going to have. Um, so what I – like, what comes to mind is, like, you know, store-bought cookies versus, like, your grandma's homemade chocolate chip cookies, right? Like, if you're going somewhere and it's just, like, some store-bought cookies, you can, find, you can get those anytime. But if it is your grandma's cookies, take take some, take one, whatever, and take the time to enjoy it, right? Um, and this is where, like, I feel like we get excited about eating something, and so eat it really quickly. Um, right. You know. Also, you can,
1: if, if you make them yourself, you can tweak that recipe instead of using well, white flour, using whole grain flour.
3: Um, I actually have a Doing- recipe for chocolate chip cookies that uses buckwheat flour. Um hmm And they are, it's actually a vegan recipe, of all things. Um, they're delicious.
1: I have, I created my own variations of a healthy version of a sugar cookie. I took Ethel's Sugar cookie recipe, which was my husband's, and I used, because I live in a small town, so a lot of those different things aren't available. But I used, instead of flour, I used whole grain flour. And then I used, um... Instead of the butter short- shortening mixture, I use coconut oil. <laughs> <just think> <coughs> a a oh. You know what, though? Other than it being a little bit thicker because a little bit hard to um, roll it out flatter, thinner, my husband didn't notice the difference. Okay. Although once I had it decorated and I um, still had the of sugar because I haven't figured an alternative to frosting on that one. But um, it was a little bit darker. It wasn't white, white like mushroom cookies are. But for the most part, he, he liked them. He thought they were great. So I made yeah, him try it because his boss has a heart problem and he had open heart surgery and high blood pressure and a bunch of other health issues. So he was supposed to go on a diet. And so it started out when I first met him, that we didn't have money for presents, so I'd make cookies for everybody. And I'd make dozens and dozens and dozens of cookies in all different kinds. Well, I started making them modified for different health um, issues. Instead of them having to say, no, give me the cookies this year because I can't eat them, I tried to figure out a way to modify it. And so I've been working with different recipes and modifying them just so they're a little bit healthier. So they could have two instead of a quarter of a cookie. Yeah. And if you do it and you play around with it,
3: you, there's not that much of a taste difference, really. And there's a, um, it's not cookies, but like banana bread recipe that my mom uses that has, I know it has wheat germ in it, so it's got more fiber content to it. Um, fiber content? Healthy fats? Both? Um
0: I want to say it also uses applesauce instead of... Yes, I've heard that recipe, Beth. Good afternoon.
3: Hi, how Why, are Hello
0: you? There, is, there, Ron. What, I, I snuck in. <laughs> I just wanted to say hi. Um, right now, Linda and I, we would be in the call. Well, we're right now, uh, we're remote. And uh, today is Linda's mom at... Uh, she has a pacemaker and they go to hopefully she's not going to have to have it all replaced. It's about four years old now. And they say if they're four years, sometimes they gotta do that, but we'll see. But anyways, Linda is in with her mom right now and I was listening in the show cause I didn't want to sit in the car and listen to the radio. And I was enjoying your conversations. I, I have some really good news. I know if Linda was here, she'd want to share with you. Um, she has her. She's got a very good doctor, her primary doctors, and anyway, she had blood clots. She takes warfarin. She and we almost lost her twice. Then uh, we got through all that stuff, and she's had she's beaten cancer, still alive, uh, four times. And in spite of that, in one time when we met, she was a size eight. And through all the medications and surgeries and all that stuff, it's altered her body and steroids that she's been on over years. Well, for the first time in ever in the last three months, she started on a program. And yes, she's using a medication the doctor prescribed to assist her to get her sugar under control. It was way out of line. In two, three times, three weeks, she takes a shot, well, once a week. And um, her blood sugar now is down to five, seven. It was well over eight, almost nine. That's the first the doctor was jumping up and down with glee yesterday when her blood results came back. The other thing is more importantly, she's got a goal we're going to uh we're going to Cancun in uh, March, and she wants to be down to a certain size clothing and uh, she has gone from um a size i'm not going to say size one but she's down three sizes right now in clothing. She's got clothes that she's been to wear in three or four years, and she's now they're actually loose on her, and uh, it's bringing a lot of joy to her heart because she's on a program that she is. And, well, right now, we know it's over 15 pounds; could be more than that. She's just she's afraid to check it out now. She, she doesn't want to see if it go backwards, but she's been oh, so no. happy with what's going on, and I want to. I'm I'm pray. I you know I really admire her because she's really, we're tired. She used to watch, um, she cut out, she used to drink, I don't know, probably four or five cans of Dr. Pepper a day. We originally originated that to change that over to a diet, but Dr. Pepper, but she's even cut that way back. And so um, we've um just different things we're drinking now and um, a lot more water than we ever did. And uh, it's a wee thing because we both work together. I, I really find, and encourage any guy, may think that's funny, but if your wife wants to do something, support her, join her. It will help her make happen what she wants to happen. You'll feel better, too, because you're the beneficiary of everything. And um, I'm just thankful that I have a wife that has the, the insight and the vision and, and the stamina and the discipline. And I'm proud of her.
3: It's That's wonderful. And you are spot on that when, you know, either partner, but it usually ends up being the wife, right, is looking to make these lifestyle changes, when she has a supportive partner with her, it makes it so much easier. And you're right. You get to benefit from it too.
0: Well, it's funny because, you know, Linda is always dressed very nicely and um, she knows she has a very good sense of um, taste of of clothing and um, I'm not too bad myself I was in retail management for a lot of years and ran different departments including at times I had ladies department I was at JCPenney's or a department store so and um, so I used to bring fashions home from her all the time it was just a common thing and most of the time I was Pretty right. Most of the things I brought home for her, she loved. And uh, it's funny that she has clothes that she won't give up because she's determined to be able to wear them again. And uh, they're still in the, in the wardrobe in the back room. And uh, I know she's going to make it. And um, she may never return to the, you know, she her body has changed over time. And she still can lose weight like she's doing. And she's going to be able to re- be restored and wear clothing that she loved. And she looks so good. And I'll tell you what, my wife dresses very nicely. I'm proud of her. And um, there was a time, there's one dress that we went to a Christmas party, the company Christmas party. And I'm telling you, I I was sitting at the table and she walked. She was wearing a taffeta plaid, red plaid dress with a black velvet top. And she was across the room at the adieu tray table and she walked across. And I just watched everybody looking at her and watching her. It's a, it's a moment that it's just, I just remember it clearly because my wife is pretty, and I'm proud of that. I, I want to, you know, we talk about on these shows about, you know, growing our diet for health reasons. But i got to tell you something. That's part of health, too. And I want you to know that I hope everybody can share from their heart, like I feel, about their spouse.
3: Yeah, that's I hope that she goes back and listens to this.
0: Well, uh, so guess is coming back. So the ambulance hasn't arrived with Mom. She's they they wouldn't let Linda ride with her, and uh, so the it's transportation's it's not an ambulance. But anyway, she's coming back because she's sitting in the. She here already?
2: No, oh, the wheelchair service screwed up.
0: Oh, and... oh, I'm on. You're on the phone. Oh, oh! I'm sorry. Say hi, to hi. <laughs> hi, guys. Hello. Are
2: we, <laughs> Are we
3: leaving? So yeah, that's wonderful news on the health journey.
1: Um, you yeah. of- know. Even, like, her story, you know, she made these gradual changes. She needed help. And for people to understand, too, medication has a big effect on weight loss, weight gain. So it's not always your fault. You can do everything right, and you just might need some help because some of the medications you have to take may cause side effects such as gaining weight.
3: That's, that's very true is that there's, there are medications where you could be doing everything right and you're still going to gain. That's just the nature of the medication. Um, or it's causing like fluid retention, right? So you're holding water. So um, that doesn't really do with what you're eating usually. That has to do with more of the, the function of the medication, one of my
2: medications, they said, um, you'll have unexpected weight gain. I said, what do you mean by unexpected? They said, you can diet, you can exercise, you're going to gain weight because of this medication. <laughs> it was, you know, yep. um, and, you know, and, and it's true. And, you know, so, but, you know, I'm making my numbers are all wonderful. So, yeah, that made me feel good yeah that's excellent. And
3: feeling good in your body is is really most of the point, right to um, to any like health and wellness journey is to get to a point where you feel comfortable with the way that that you feel um, in your body.
1: Oh, Linda, you missed the beginning of the show. So um in yes. the link for the show. Beth has created a planner.
3: Um, Beth, do you want to Ooh. talk about it a little bit so Linda can hear it? Because I sure. think it would be
1: something great for her and Rob.
3: Yeah. So I created a, um, a mindful meal planner, um, and it's for an entire year. And um, what it walks through is smart goal setting. So you set your goal for, or your intention, your goal for the year of what you want to accomplish um for your health and wellness journey, whatever it might be. And then you break it down by month what smaller goal you want to work on to get to that bigger goal. And then it also breaks it down to the week. For each week, you set a much smaller goal, so something like eat three times a day or have protein with breakfast. Like I've got a bunch of different ideas listed in the journal as well. And then there's a, a section to plan out your meals for the week. and then um, and then daily tracking sheets to track to make sure that um, that you're on track with what needs to be going in every day, right? And I, I mentioned that in the beginning of the journal that it's based on a certain calorie amount, but that's the last time it's mentioned. It's really based on like an exchange system. So that the focus is on choosing healthier foods and how to put those together to feed yourself well without getting caught up in um, in calories and counting different macros and grams and, and things like that. <laughs> yeah. it focuses... What was that?
2: I, think, I agree. Because <laughs> yeah,
3: otherwise it gets so complicated. <laughs> no, it sounds It good. does. It it can get out of hand so quickly. And then once something becomes overwhelming, that's when people give up, right? So yeah. if this is very simplified um, so that it's achievable. And all of the goal-setting um, worksheets in it really walk through that of keeping it realistic so that you can achieve it, feel that success, and then that's just going to fuel you to Want to keep going, right? Because you're like, oh man, I did it! Like that wasn't so bad. I just reached my weekly goal of eating lunch every day, right? Mm-hmm. Or going for a walk three times. Um, it's like I can do this again. And so you add in a new habit, and suddenly three months later, you know, you've made this huge lifestyle overhaul without realizing it. Okay. Yeah,
2: my husband so breakfast. breakfast.
1: Exactly, but the best part is it's an actual book that you can write in, yep. and you can hold it in your hand. Uh-huh.
3: Yeah. Yeah, it is going part? to be a physical
2: book. Good. I need to get my hands on that thing. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'll send it's, you the link, uh, Linda.
2: Uh, you- okay, thank yeah. you.
3: Yeah, it's- I did half off this week to... Couple reasons like you know one to drive kind of the excitement that I'm feeling and get some other people to feel excited about it like I do um, but putting it out there is making me do the final edits and finish it um, I, I've got it, deadline's I've always had it <laughs> yeah it's been like 75% done since the summer um, finally like all right this needs to just end like all the hard parts are written. I just need to make it look pretty more or less, right? like just run through, edit it, and then make it look pretty. so that's just I did a lot of it last night in terms of editing, and then I'll make it look pretty um oh, probably tomorrow night, so even though you'll see on the website it says that it'll be pub I think it's on the website um published the first of. January and then I'll mail out orders. Um, It'll probably be before then. I'm just not changing the website just in case, just in case something comes up because I feel like you just never know.
2: Well, that sounds good. I'm keeping you on mute only because the traffic noise, the car noise. you know, is distracting. So, uh, oh, but no, I'm looking forward to that.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's it's a like method, I guess, is the best way to put it. It's the method I've been using for um, about the last decade. It's at least the last eight years because my son's eight. Um, and it's gone through really no overhauls, a couple tweaks here and there, but it works so well because you can take it and use it anywhere like you can use it when you're going out to eat you can use it when you're at somebody else's house it kind of gives you a good like mind frame right it takes a couple days to kind of get into and then it takes a couple weeks before it becomes like intuitive um, and it change, it shifts how you're looking at the food and suddenly you can say oh no this plate doesn't have enough whatever, it doesn't have enough, like, rice on it, I'm going to need a little bit more or a piece of fruit so that I know I'm getting in enough carbohydrates at this meal, things like that, like, um, eventually it gets there after a couple weeks of doing it, um, which is really cool to watch because then suddenly you've got people that are feeding themselves well, that are eating enough, right, instead of doing this, like, crazy over-restricting that they're... They're actually feeding themselves enough food. And that's one of my favorite things to work on, Um, typically with women, is getting them to eat enough, and then they end up losing weight, eating more than they were before.
2: Excellent. And And that's one of the things that I have to get – better at is eating breakfast, um, and, you know, so one of the problems, Sunday I had, you know, slept, got a late start, rushed off to church, and we had to get there early because of um, a meeting, and then after church, and during church, I felt a little dizzy, and we um, actually, <laughs> we were we were going over to the mall because my last um one of my last gift card gift cards from my um retirement was for cheesecake factory. So we decided to go there. I got out of the car. I was so dizzy. And my doctor yesterday said that you have to eat. I hadn't eaten or drank anything. I did have salmon. at um, (laughs) at Cheesecake Factory and no cheesecake, Um, but, you know, she did warn me against not doing that. You know, you can't not eat and then, you know, expect to, um, you know, (laughs) be be okay, so. Right, you just can't, right? Yeah, I got the, um, Mary, I got the the um, the Mm -hmm. text with the information, so. Um, but I have to run off right now. But thank you, Gail. I I really Yeah <laughs> I have to eat. Um but since I'm not I also you know don't have to, you, to my mouth. Yes, okay. And that it, it just came across his phone, but I appreciate it on mine too. So but thank you, Gail, and um we'll catch up later.
3: All right. Bye.
1: bye <laughs> thank
3: bye. you. Bye Linda, you know.
1: Linda brought up a good point. Listening to your body. Yeah. And how important it is to listen when, you know, how food really is important. You know, like, we all get busy. We all forget to eat. And, like, for me, I get migraines. And nothing's going to cure it till I eat.
3: It's Yeah. Everybody's hunger cues are a little bit different. Um, and... What I usually say, especially with that breakfast, right? Like if you're not used to eating it, start with something small. It could be like one hard boiled egg, like not a lot, but it's establishing that pattern. And then eventually you'll be eating like a a full breakfast, but start with putting in something um something's always better than nothing right because then then you end up in that overly hungry point where you're dizzy you get a migraine you're cranky like you're uncomfortable whatever it might be so something is always better than nothing but trying to make the best choices every time will get you where you want to be right that
1: copper company that makes you like hats and pans and appliances They made, it's really cool, I just bought one, um, to make eggs. You can make like one egg at a time, hard-boiled eggs, or you can make a bunch. And you just put a little bit of water and the machine sets itself. And when it's done, it's done. But for people like me that have a hard time making hard-boiled eggs, either overcook them or undercook them. That's a great resource, then. Yeah, and it's a small little thing, too. It doesn't take up much space on your counter, but, you know, set it, put your egg in there, and you get up in the morning, go do what you need to do, and grab it when you're
3: done, you know, when you're
1: sitting down having your cup of coffee.
3: Yeah, that's a big eating with the coffee or before the coffee because the coffee will suppress your appetite and you won't be hungry. That's always a big one. So. Um, you're putting the link to the meal planner in the show notes, right? It is in the show, yay, and then so when um, it, go ahead.
1: so when you look up more information about the show um yeah, link will be right there. And um, Beth, after the show, if you would like to put the link in to Optimize My Life Facebook
3: group. Absolutely. I will definitely put it there as well. And if anybody wants to use that Facebook group, reach out to me, any questions. um, I'm usually most active on Instagram, but it cross posts to my Facebook as well. Um, Instagram is at Beth Wyman underscore RD and Facebook, the business page is um, Evolve DN as in dietitian nutritionist. Um, so either of those places and I'll definitely make sure to post um, the link to the meal planner in the Optimize My Life page.
1: And we follow Beth on our uh, um, Instagram page, and working on setting up some more stuff on there. <laughs> so <coughs> tag us in your link
3: when you link it on your Instagram page, too. I will. Um, I'll tag you in it so that you'll see it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Remember when? Awesome. Whenever you post, just tag us.
3: Yeah. Absolutely. Right. So we can reach well, your
1: audience all over. So we are out of time for I'm, tonight. I know. It goes by quickly. It does. So join right. us back here tomorrow for Family Time with Bob Othry. Once again, thanks for a great show, Beth.
3: Thank you. Always a pleasure.
1: And remember, you can have that piece of cake, you can have that piece of pie, it's not the whole thing. It's okay to eat. We encourage it. Just remember to do it wisely. And we'll see you back here tomorrow.
0: Thank you for for tuning in to Optimize My Life Radio. We hope you found today's show insightful and empowering. Remember to follow us on social media at Optimize My Life for updates, additional resources, and to stay connected with our community. Join us back here tomorrow at 12 p.m. Eastern for another enriching episode as we continue our journey towards a more fulfilling and optimized life. Until then, take care and remember to make each day count.